comes to one and get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. The swamp won and the American taxpayer lost. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Gimli lit room, etc., etc., bowels, etc., etc., under the tutelage of our general manager. A guy who finds a snake coiled up in his dashboard, or a woman in Iowa who's won the lotto twice, or a company that's offering to shoot your ashes into outer space. <laughs> Anything but the fever pitch coverage of the Trump administration, please. And yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Trump fatigue. Who's with me? So I was, uh, I'm out in the parking lot, and I'm listening to the top of the hour news, and they talk about the youngest person ever to win a medal in uh, in snowboarding. Yep. Four years old is amazing. Four-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barely walk. Um, so I Googled it on my phone, and I'm sitting out there reading about this uh, child and everything like that. No! Mm-hmm. Oh! The radio show's about to start. Whoops. It's easy for me to get distracted. Hmm. Just seemed interesting. You know what? It was very nice. I was really enjoying myself. The quiet calm of the parking lot, reading a little bit about Olympics. It was actually kind of nice. Maybe I'll go back out there. <laughs> I mean, so, so you're saying you enjoy not working. No, it's similar to what you were just talking about. Yeah. Anything but the real mood, oh, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, just, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Different emotions flow over one no when doubt. one reads about something like that. You know, and I was also thinking about like when I'm on vacation. I don't take in near as much news, and um, and I and I think how like relaxing that is. It's like my shoulders go down. The fact that yeah. I don't have to pay, and and then how do you feel your outrage if you're not watching news? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who are you angry at all the time? And then You've I think be angry. You know, nobody's making me do this. <laughs> I mean, really, you don't have to follow this at all. It's uh, I don't know. You're right. Let's let's hear about the woman in Iowa who's won the lottery twice. Let's interview for her for an hour. <laughs> So, you must feel lucky. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. How'd you pick your numbers? <laughs> exactly. That could be a whole 20-minute segment. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. Over there, our board operator, Michael. I mean, because they're debating immigration. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, I can't. Yes. I, I just... think we need border security. Uh, You're racist. Uh, oh, there's a fresh chat to have. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> 
There's our board operator, Michael Angelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm dealing with the insurance company. I had a bit of a mishap with the car. Mm. Um, hit something in the road at night and um, wasn't sure what it was, then backed up and heard this loud scraping noise, and it turned out that was my bumper. Oh, really? You, yeah. you hit something that tore your bumper <laughs> off? And then you backed well, it was up over lot. him one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like in a parking lot area, and... Uh, Anyway, so I, I'm not quite sure how I did it, but I did. And so I'm driving the old pickup truck that uh, my dad was kind enough to lend me his pickup truck. I said, you can do this. You don't have to rent a car while this thing gets fixed. And I said, that's fine. But, uh, you know, it doesn't go. Uh, it goes about 60 miles an hour. It's old. But, you know, I'm grateful to go from point A to point B. And so I'm happy. Sure. Very zen, you know, you, Michael. Very zen. One thing I'd like to know, maybe there's a book on this I don't know, is how much of making cars safer was the way bumpers and everything work and how much of it was they get to make a hell of a lot more money oh you mean like, the modern design of bumpers yeah, yeah cuz like i have older vehicles where the bumper yeah. is just separate and if you hit something with your right. bumper and dent it you go get a new bumper right. you could get one at a at a at a like for my older pickups you could get one at a, a junkyard pick and pull sure and yeah. bolt it take it off and bolt it on my truck but if you if you damage your bumper on a modern car it's like a a $5000 deal if not more and you got to repaint the entire the car and it's all integrated and stuff like that some of that safety some of it isn't I'd like to know how much well, of it is. Safety and appearance, too. And aerodynamicness. Well, I don't care some, about that. Yeah. Well, can I pay for well, the... design your own car, then. Can, huh? I, can I pay for the car that doesn't have the appearance of the bumper being part of the car? So it doesn't cost $25,000 if you scratch your bumper? I'd like to know how much of that is just to get more money out of you. You know, you ought to design a car. Work with some engineer. And come up with some super economical... Non cool looking, probably become ironic cool, and you'd sell out all of them. It'd look like a Soviet car. You know, it'd be interesting, and I doubt you could get this by the federal government, which is its own problem, is they're really focused on lowering the number of traffic deaths every year. At whatever expense. They don't care when they when they pass these various regulations how much it's gonna cost to fix your car or whatever. What if you sold a car? That and you and you'd tell people, this is fifteen percent more dangerous in a head on collision. But it'll be this much cheaper to have the car because uh, all the parts uh, aren't uh, put together. Right. I'll bet a number of people would buy that car. A well, large number that of That already people. is the case. But you're talking about taking the least safe car in America and making it 15% less safe than that. I mean, because all cars have safety ratings and they sure. differ and stuff like that. So you're talking about just lowering the bar. Yeah. Okay. I'll bet a lot of people would say, you know what, I'll drive the slightly less safe car. For uh, the the uh, the convenience of uh, not having to pay for an entire car if you scratch your bumper, call it the dice roller or the hope I don't get in a wreck. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's positive. I'm not Sean. so crazy about my life anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, big exciting day yesterday. Some some remodeling happening at Chateau Relaxo. That's right, my uh, my one bedroom apartment. Chateau Relaxo. Yeah, that's right. I like uh, that. Check the brochure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I secured a table, uh, put it together, put together a couple of chairs and all of a sudden, boom, I had a dining room added onto my apartment. It's fantastic. I mm-hmm. got this, uh, it's part dining room, part little breakfast nook. I got this little table now. I don't have to just sit on my couch in front of my TV and coffee table when I'm eating a bowl of cereal. Which can, is perfectly fine when I by can, yourself. I can eat a bowl of cereal at four in the afternoon like an adult is intended to <laughs> at a table, sir. 
And this is all because Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Yes, because I... And you have a girlfriend at Valentine's Day time. Yeah, yes. Uh, kind of an amateur maneuver. New relationship right around the start of the year. I don't know what I was thinking. It's like, it's almost like you can't even control these things. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, some some uh, some additions at Chateau Relaxo. Very very happy to get that that all handled. Now I just need to finish the cleaning. Yeah, I just I think I think you're much better off than going to a restaurant. Which, as I said yesterday, I've done once on Valentine's Day, and it was horrifying. I can't imagine a less romantic experience. Yeah, that that uh, alleyway at the beginning of the restaurant where everybody's waiting for their table and right. everybody's angry and right. packed in there because you were told blah 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 blah. Yeah, right. Even though you have well, a reservation, why don't you go to the airport, stand in the security line with a knife? You get a similar uh, experience to going to a restaurant on <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. I got the perfect solution for your anger over the continuing Trump coverage. I want you to break out the beads. It is time to shimmy. You know, if you're going to Bali, you ought to go see the Monte Gras. Ah, yes, my friends. People celebrating Monte Gras are Fat Tuesday today in New Orleans. You got your music parades, floats, dancing throughout the city. Never been to the Monte Gras, but I would love to go. I have not been. I think I'm past the point where it would be uh, the sort of thing I need to be at. Yeah, I'd like to go to New Orleans on, like, the least popular day of the year, I think. Right. And hang out. And I'd like to go to Mardi Gras when I was 24. Sure. Time machine, do that. You could meet Abe Lincoln or go to the Mardi Gras when you're 24. You know what? The more I think about it, I'm coming with you. Hang out with Jesus or Mardi Gras. Right, exactly. Right. Ask him questions. So the Sermon on the Mount, how'd you come up with that? <laughs> or go to Mardi Gras. Right. Yeah, anyway, I just thought it, you know, that'd break up the, the whole news cycle. You get out there in the streets, you're shimmying for beads, dancing, yeah. laughing, They're wondering if it'll be any different this year because they installed thousands of new cameras. So this yeah. year in New Orleans, for the first time, you will be on camera at all times during Mardi Gras. So if you're, you know, on the balcony of some bar uh, showing your tatas for beads or whatever, that is on film mm. somewhere. Very nice. So I don't know if that'll have any effect on the behavior or not. <clears throat> and that that's coming to every city near you, by the sure. way. I think every every city in town soon will all be on camera all the time. Yeah, anywhere with any level of crime. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Tuesday, February 13th, the year 2018. We're keeping you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regs, the show begins at Mark. What is the part of North Korea we're not seeing here? Uh, poverty and oppression. What, what, what did they say? Uh, what are the parts of North Korea that we are not seeing? And this uh, North Korean defector, athlete, I'm not really sure, but someone said poverty and oppression. Yeah. Yeah, there hmm. seems to be more of those sort of things kind of coming yeah. out now, which I, for, I think is good. For whatever reason, the mainstream media did whatever they did like Friday and Saturday with the pretending North Korea is not a bad place mm-hmm. and that she is the uh, Lavanka of North Korea. Been a huge backlash to that. And now everybody's getting real as there should be. Yeah. Meanwhile, Katie with another embarrassing gaffe. <laughs> oh, my. Katie Kirk. Yeah. I haven't heard this. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Can't wait. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, doubling down on DACA, Facebook's demographic dilemma, and Ed Sheeran asked to play the royal wedding. Will you hear what he says? Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. Ed Sheeran can do whatever he wants. On Sounds the like a royal pain in the ass. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Support for Sean. Offer for an interview. Hilarity. Wisdom. Got front page of the USA Today. Dreamers and a long discussion of that. Shut up. Yeah. I just, I just can't do it. Can't do it. 
Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. See the Golden State Warriors edged the Phoenix Suns by 50 points last night. It's the second time in a week they've beat a team by about 50 points. <clears throat> that's a that's a that's a pretty fair margin of victory. The other uh, Warriors headline that I thought was interesting, I saw a link and went and watched the videos. Was uh, Steve Kerr, their fabulous coach, is having the players coach the timeouts? They're having focus problems, I guess, and and why wouldn't they? So he, he gives them the little dry erase board and says, go, design a play. That would make you pay attention. And the players, obviously. yeah, he, he alternates players. Here, uh, you know, Draymond, you're in charge. And he wanders away. All right, we're going to go here. We're going to kick this guy in the balls. And we're going to go over here. We're going <laughs> to punch this no, guy in Draymond, the balls. No, that's what? enough kicking. <laughs> the other guys have to rein him in, but they, everybody's focused. Huh? Who brought in donuts today? Anton. What are you trying to do? Trying to fatten us up for the kill. Oh, you're the pretty ones. You want to make sure everybody else stays fat. That's fat. right. That's right. <laughs> mailbag. All right. I understand the plan. Oh, man. Mailbag. Very entertaining today. First of all, we have this uh, offer from John. Yo, 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 Armstrong Getty. He's really into your catchphrase. Yo, yo, yo. yo, yo. yo. Oh, yeah, man. Hats. Yeah. Shirts. Uh, hold the fashion line. This is something I've been considering for a while. I finally offer myself to be interviewed live on your program. I'm completely average, non-inspirational, not even my own family listens to me. I'm the perfect average counterpoint to your professionalism. I will do this in no charge, just first-class transportation and an accommodation for myself and my entourage. Let me know. We can schedule a date at your convenience. That's uh, that's a kind offer. You know, I don't know if I'm going to tell my kids this or not. I'll have to think it over. But in general, I believe shooting for average is perfectly fantastic. The <laughs> average person gets married and stays married their whole lives. The average person doesn't end up in jail. The average person supports themselves and isn't on uh, any sort of government program. Finds a little joy and satisfaction yeah. with the pain and frustration everybody deals with and then lives a perfectly good life. Absolutely. Average is fan- freaking fantastic. It's not good enough for me. I'm drawn to greatness. Now I hear you. I, well, I, I tell you what, as my kids become adults, I tell them, just show up. Show up and do your job. You're going to be a rock star. <laughs> Who wouldn't want the things I just described? And that's average. Yeah. True Which enough. is just awesome. God, I was watching the news uh, last night, and they were uh, boo-hooing her demonstrations trying to get the uh, trying to get $15 an hour at McDonald's. You know, it's unions and C.C. Pueda people and... And uh, a bunch of far-left activist dopes who the news takes seriously. But there's one guy who'd been working at McDonald's for 26 years, and he was pissed off he wasn't making more money. <laughs> uh, go, go to a universe. I suggest you uh, contact Elon Musk, hire a rocket, and go to a universe where you can bring nothing to the table and be handsomely rewarded for it. I wish and you- make your home there. If Vince was here, he'd be yelling, get a better job! Yeah, no kidding. That was his line. Shout out, Vince Sanity. Vince, who used to work at McDonald's. Uh, Elise uh, writes, thought you might like the emergency room police scanner quote of the night. Elise, always a great resource for what's happening in the emergency room. And this is a quote from the police scanner. Quote, I understand she's following God's will to take a bath, but can she follow the police's will and put on some clothes before we get there? Whatever's nice. going on there. We've got friends who KSTP do the... KSTP keeps smoking that pot. 
We got empty nester friends who do the uh, police scanner at night. I just leave it, it on. Just leave it on. Oh, for fun. really? Yeah. Yeah. I usually just sit down. I pick a a burg. I think. Let's see. That sounds crimey. Newark, New Jersey. Let's listen in for a while. Sometimes it's eh, it's often. Eh, sometimes it's pretty exciting. It's a way to find out what's going on in your hood, though. Like it doesn't go off and off very often because. Right. But when yeah. it does, you think, oh, my gosh. Yeah, the local scanner. And then and then we find out about it, and we would have no way of knowing otherwise. You know the house down the road over there? They blah, 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 blah. And they know about it. Yeah, yeah, yep. So uh, this is a note from uh, Robbie. Uh, praise for positive Sean. I'm going to have to summarize, because like the man himself, it rambles a bit. But uh, as an 18-year-old, Sean's insight, if you can call it that, does resonate with my thoughts. This is praise. This is this is a letter of praise. You need to work on your wording. I feel like Sean gives the show a well-rounded cast. May not be as clever as Michael, as sarcastic as Joe. He spells my name properly, J-E-A-U-X. Or as interesting, I swear it's a compliment as Jack, but Sean <laughs> does bring age to the table. He brings up topics I can relate to, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. It's an ingredient in the cake. Absolutely. Robbie admits he rambles on himself a little bit. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Lastly, my favorite bit is speculating on the number of cats Sean owns. Just wanted to fit that in there. Sean is good. Seems like a good time I can straighten this up. I don't actually own any cats. It was kind of a joke that happened on the show. Seems to gain some momentum. <laughs> But I can't seem to correct this false narrative. I'm sorry. I was reading his P.S. What do you call a first-year listener? That's uh, 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 Fagafi. Or no, that's that's what? Friend of Armstrong and Getty, first-year. I don't remember. Confused is what Fagful. I would call. I would call uh, a first-year listener confused. Thanks for the note. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken writes, Trump's rant saying there should be due process is ridiculous. Well, it was, well, okay, I'll just read it. No one forced his secretary of abuse to resign. He wasn't brought up on any charges. So if he was innocent, why not keep his job and fight back against the accusers? Answer, because they all knew there was a preponderance of evidence against him and all asked him to leave. It's absolutely true. Yeah, he had to go. I think, Ken, what the president was uh, talking about, and he wasn't the guy to deliver the message, and the timing was horrible. But was that, you know, we can't just shove everybody out of their career because there's an accusation. I think this, uh, what's his name, Rob uh, Porter, is it? Or what's his name, the the, the abusive aide? I believe that was it, Porter. The wife puncher? Yeah. Porter. Um, yeah, he he's clearly seems like a wife beater. Yeah. To hell with him. Um, is she still dating the hottie? What's that, she think? That's not clear. Sarah Westwood said it is not clear whether they are still dating. God, I hope you're not dating the guy. Yeah, I don't, well, you know, who knows? You just believe him when he says he didn't do it, or he's changed. Or, or yeah, he's changed. I got a lot of counseling. I used to be young and angry. Now I've calmed down. I feel terrible about it. I swear to God, I'll never lift my hand against you. And you got the pheromones flowing like a crazy. You grew up in a household where maybe that happened, and there's some sort of weird thing driving right, you, you into think it. You could cure your dad by curing him. Who knows? Yeah. Human beings are complex, Jack. God, I'd say that's why I don't like them. I prefer my dog. Very simple. He wants to play catch with the tennis ball. Period. Another misstep by Katie Couric at the Olympics? I want to hear about that. Oh, shocking and embarrassing. Another international outrage. Somebody needs to alert her she's past her perky years. She can't just throw on the stocking cap and smile and wave and look like kind of a college girl. She doesn't. She's getting a little long in the tooth for that. (laughs) Oh, easy now. Well, just tell me. Why go after little Katie like that? You got to... Darkness in your Marshall's <laughs> News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Those are no putting it off. We might as well get into the news of the day with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is touting his proposal on immigration as it faces an uphill battle in Congress. He was up early this morning tweeting out, wouldn't it be great if we could finally, after so many years, solve the DACA puzzle? This will be our last chance. There'll never be another opportunity. March 5th, that is the expiration date for the delayed Action for Childhood Arrivals program to end. So the Senate Republican and Democratic leaders are both agreeing that it's going to be tough to broker a successful deal on immigration policy that includes that $25 billion Trump wants for a border wall with Mexico, but they're going to give it a shot. Trump is continuing to challenge the Democrats to come to the table and negotiate a deal on DACA while questioning whether the Dems are really serious They're not about solving the DACA problem. Deal. I hope the Democrats are not going to use it just as a campaign. You know, they've been talking about DACA for many years, and they haven't produced. Yeah, it's, they clearly want the issue. They want to be able to wave it in front of brown people and insist that voting Democrats the only way to go if you love your people. And it's a strategy that's worked. So what happens if we get past March 5th? When the DACA program ends. And then everybody's just here illegally? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and nothing will be done about yeah, it which, anyway. Yeah, which nobody will act on, but no. Yeah, I think See, that that's where I come down on this. I don't buy the well, first of all, don't you're never gonna hear me seriously use the term dreamer. Um and I don't buy the they brought here of their own court. I don't care. That wasn't their fault. I don't care. Oh, it wasn't in a lack of compassion. I don't care. Darkness in his soul. I, I don't care. about it last segment. If I take my kids to a foreign country right. illegally and they say I gotta go, then my kids have to go too. But you're separating a family. Well, so no, I don't I'm care. going with them. But I'm just looking at it from a practical practical standpoint. We aren't going to toss out millions of people. We just aren't going to do it. How would you go about doing There's that? There's no will to do it. It'll never happen. Well, the, just the, the mechanics right. of it are impossible. Right. right. <laughs> In addition to the will. So it's just not going to happen. So you got to figure out a way to, to, to keep them here legally. Well, I would point out where there's a will, there's a way. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> okay. There you go. Meanwhile, the other controversy continues. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says President Trump fully supports victims of domestic violence. In a briefing yesterday, though, the press corps pushed her on why the president has yet to personally acknowledge the victims. That's actually not true. If you were paying attention to what I just read to you, uh, you would understand the opposite. He literally dictated that statement to me. She insists Trump condemns domestic violence in all forms. White House Staff Secretary Rob Porter resigned last week amid allegations of domestic abuse from two former wives. Sanders said the White House moved quickly once the allegations against Porter surfaced. Became known. <laughs> um, <Yes>. Surfaced. <laughs> uh, how does he mishandle these things? I mean, there is no upside for him to not, you know, say some nice things about the women. No, there's no Or women in general. It would have been pretty easy. Exactly. Yeah. Why doesn't he do that sort of thing? Just... Hasn't spent his life in the world of politics. Yeah, there's that. He's he's also got an enormous amount of hubris. Um, he tends not to think of the world in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. he, he looks at it through the lens of what's good for him. Although, you know, it's funny. It's uh, Having said that, it'd be really good for him if he'd done it the way you suggested. Sure. I don't know. Facebook, turns out, is not considered cool anymore by young Americans. There's a market research company called eMarketer. They analyzed how U.S. and U.K. adults use social media, and they found Facebook is still attracting more users in both countries, 
but that most people joining are age 55 and up. Oh, really? The yes. old and useless. Get out of the way. Yeah. Wow. Go to, go to Facebook. Wow. wow. It's not only not young people, it's 55 and up. Yes. They are signing up, and uh, people under 25 are dropping out. Zuckerberg has got to be concerned about that. Oh, yeah. And, and, the, and the trouble with that, if you're, if you're Mark Zuckerberg, is there doesn't have to be a reason for this. It's just, you know, it's what's popular. Right. Mm-hmm. And if it's not popular among your young your young people you hang out with, then right. it's not popular. It doesn't matter if there's if it's better than the other thing you're using. None of that matters. Well, it's like what bar's popular. Mm-hmm. Often it's the yes. one that's got uh, the drinks are too high and, and it's dirty. But for some reason that that bar becomes popular for a while. Yeah. And the popularity is why you're there, and they, ironically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can go alone to a bar that's got uh, excellent uh, bargain price drinks. It's very clean, and the bartender is charming. And you're the only one there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Insisting, oh, no, I'm the smart one. (laughs) Ed Sheeran's being asked to perform at Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's royal wedding in May. As of yesterday, the singer had not yet confirmed that he's accepted the invitation. He has said in the past that he would perform at the ceremony if I was free that day. The wedding. I'd like to be Ed Sheeran for one day. I'll bet it's a good time. The wedding is set for May 19th. That is the same day he is scheduled to perform in Dublin, Ireland as part of his Divide Tour. Mm. So I wonder if he could say, can you move the wedding up, you know, maybe mid-morning? I could do that, and then I'll fly to uh, Dublin. And having Ed Sheeran play at your wedding is a pretty good get. I'm sure he could strum a couple of songs, then uh, jump into the channel or a little, uh, you know, the Island Hopper right. or something, be in Ireland for the think. evening show. Right. Yeah. Turn I mean, in. when's the uh, wedding scheduled? May 19th. Uh, yeah, but what time of day? Oh, I don't Do we know. know. That I don't know. Well, you haven't been invited, evidently. <laughs> no, I have not. U.S. snowboarder Chloe Kim is in the Winter Olympics history book after her gold medal winning performance. Snowboarder? Snowboating? Snowboarder. Snowboarder. Ah, Snowboarder. boating. What? The 17-year-old Southern California native, the youngest woman to medal in snowboarding after capturing the gold and earning the biggest score of the competition in the women's halfpipe. She's not on Facebook. Kim, whose parents are from South Korea, got a near-perfect score of 98.25 on her way to that medal. She had a male, a male snowboard, snowboarder. <laughs> toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. That's harder than you think. A snowboarder. <laughs> she had a, a, a dude yeah. who was 17 win a gold and a yeah. female who was 17 win a gold. That's uh, that's interesting about that sport. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Positive, Sean. Let's go over to uh, your desk for the medal count right now. So the total medal counts, you still have Norway sitting atop with 11 total medals, but they are tied that's for... Th- that's really, really amazingly impressive for a tiny country mm-hmm. to be able to dominate like that. Three golds, which ties them for third for the gold lead. Germany still atop with five golds. You got the, the yeah, Dutch with four, correct. and uh, America and Canada also with three golds in, in third, third three way tie there. Mm. And wow, so you've got uh, Germany and a couple of uh, countries it invaded, leading the medal count. Never forget. Or something. I don't know. And oh, speaking of the Netherlands, do you have my Katie Couric tape for oh, me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Now's the perfect time. Yeah, it would be. Ladies and gentlemen, she was perky. Now she's just a little annoying. So if you're attending... Oh, stop. This Computer. is not... That's this not is it. Gone. This is Perhaps it after... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's right here. We got it. Next is the Netherlands. It's probably not a newsflash to tell you the Dutch are really, really good at speed skating. All but five of the 110 medals they've won have been on the speed skating oval. Now, why are they so good, you may be asking yourselves? Because skating is an important mode of transportation in a city like Amsterdam, which sits at sea level 
As you all know, it has lots of canals that can freeze in the winter. So for as long as those canals have existed, the Dutch have skated on them to get from place to place, to race, race each other, and also to have fun. Okay, here's the problem. That's completely fictional. They do skate for fun when the canals freeze, which is only occasionally. They don't freeze most winters. And the idea that it's some sort of transportation that people commute is just completely fictional. So what the hell? Did did somebody write that for her? Had they heard it? Or were they trolling her? Was it true 100 years ago? Or... I don't know. I don't. I According doubt to K, it. for as long as those canals have existed, <laughs> yes. makes makes for a good yeah. story. There, you sure. see, in their culture, they commute and go to huh? school skating on the pond. <laughs> you you strap on a backpack, you put on your speed skates, and head for work. <laughs> she, see you this evening, honey. <laughs> she got the information from Brian Williams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> who was who was writing the script for the teleprompter? All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the voice of the West. I saw a body under the ice in the canal. Floating by. That's pretty funny. So I wonder who, how many people had to see that? I don't know. And everybody just went with it. <laughs> what a charming city where everybody commutes on ice skates. <laughs> and and Nederlanders are mocking the hell out of Rock. Yeah. It's really quite funny. They're just putting like a speed skating competition stills. Oh, rush hour in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Okay, we gotta we gotta get into all the news of the day. I guess the uh, information apocalypse that is coming our way. We'll talk to that about that at some point this morning. Plus, congenital liar Susan Rice, late of the Obama administration, writing a very strange email on the last day of that administration. It's come to light. We will put it before you. Yeah, and I'd like to know what you think of it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. And the voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is there audio available? Of friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, Jim Cozumore, announcing for curling as one of the curling competitors fell, which almost never happens in curling. Mm. The crowd gasped, shocked, wow. and concerned. Wow. As one of the players fell completely on their back. Have they ever watched downhill skiing? I bet the curler is going to be okay. No, seriously, my elbow is really bruised. <laughs> wow. You know, I got to get back to that curling uh, club that invited me to come by and try it. Judy keeps urging me to do that. Just something. Get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Anything. Go play golf. So, Susan Rice was the national security advisor for Barack Obama. She is also a congenital liar. If Susan Rice tells the truth, it's because the truth serves her or it's an accident. She sent herself an email. Sent herself an email. On the last day of the Obama administration. Uh, what does that mean, send yourself an email? Dear me, <laughs> do you remember that meeting on January the 5th? So on the 20th, she sent herself an email, purportedly recording a January 5th meeting with the president and other key staff members. Okay, so it's one of those things, because occasionally I'll send myself an email. Yeah, I'll text myself, you know. Just so I have it on my phone. I don't right. want to go into notes, whatever. Yeah. Here's what she said in her email, which was recently 
released by moderate uh, Senator Lindsey Graham and uh, Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Um, and here's, here's what she wrote herself. President Obama began the conversation by stressing his continued commitment to ensuring that every aspect of this issue... She's talking about the Russia investigation and the incoming Trump team. Um, and in the email, she also displayed a hesitance to share information on Russia with the incoming Trump so this team. Is, I should have set that up. So this is the day of the inauguration? The very last day. The last okay. half day of the uh, administration. President Obama began the conversation by stressing his continued commitment to ensuring that every aspect of this issue is handled by the intelligence and law enforcement communities by the book. The president stressed that he is not asking about, initiating, or instructing anything from a law enforcement perspective. He reiterated that our law enforcement team needs to proceed as it normally would by the book. Uh, and then she mentions that this was in the context of a briefing by intelligence community leadership on the Russian hacking. Um, that's weird. So is um... the president had a meeting where he told everybody we will break no laws. We haven't broken any laws and we never will break any laws. I remember it like it was yesterday. Signed me. What the hell? Grassley and Graham's, uh, Letter they sent to Rice says, quote, It strikes us as odd that among your activities in the final moments on the final day of the Obama administration, you would feel the need to send yourself such an unusual email purporting to document a conversation involving President Obama and his interactions with the FBI regarding the Trump-Russia investigation. In addition, despite your claim that President Obama repeatedly told Mr. Comey to proceed by the book, substantial questions have arisen about whether officials at the FBI, as well as at the Justice Department and the State Department, actually did proceed by the book. The time. This is getting away from uh, the quote now. The timing of Rice's letter suggests she was attempting to cover up something or explain away inappropriate uh, actions that were not by the book, uh, etc. Or at the very least, if I'm going to be charitable, she's concerned people are going to think that. Uh, Listen, and uh, I like solving puzzles enough that if there's an innocent, I'm sorry, I'm I'm reading while I'm talking. It's always a mistake. If there is an innocent explanation for this, it would be fun for me to come up with it as a mental exercise. It's kind of a lawyerly thing to do. I, as a long-time near attorney, I've got 30 years in the field of almost being an attorney. Um, I cannot come up with any innocent explanation. I'm applying it to my own life. Uh, You know, Jack and I... I remember meeting three weeks ago, and we reiterated that we would never steal office supplies, that (laughs) stealing office supplies is theft, plain and simple, and that uh, it's not a normal part of working for a place to bring home staplers. Signed, me. (laughs) Right, or I email myself, uh, had a good meeting with myself where I uh, emphasized how important it is to me to follow all tax law. (laughs) (laughs) Signed, me. And that certainly, at all times, I would follow tax law and not cover up anything nor claim any wacky deductions. Signed, Signed me. Love me. Love me. Sincerely me. Oh, see you soon, me. <laughs> okay. Hope you are well, me. <laughs> so, that's weird. And yeah. obviously, there is something hinky going on. She knew it. 
and and she was trying to protect POTUS or something like that, thinking, yeah, yeah, as of January 5th, yeah, he said, let's never break any laws, yeah, yeah, so if anything happened between the 5th and, you know, like today, obviously he had nothing to do with it, and neither did I, signed me. What the hell? God, Susan Rice is as crooked, crooked as a corkscrew. Yours There's truly. funk about there, there, there will be discoveries. There will be allegations and prosecutions. What I do not know. Well, she's got a somebody's got to get a microphone in her face and at least ask her about that, right? Yeah, I would hope so. I imagine she's gone, uh, gone. Uh, what do they call it? Underground, deep cover. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in some sort of subterranean former Obama administration chamber. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've always been confused by the whole having notes thing. Why that carries so much weight? Remember, we had a a potential legal problem, and I was encouraged to uh, take notes on our various conversations, and so I did. But because it just seems like you could make them up so easily. Joe was an ass again today, as usual, <laughs> doing ass things. <laughs> What an ass. All right. Couldn't I write that down on a piece of paper dated, I don't know, February 3rd, 2007, and claim it I wrote that day? I don't understand why that carries so much weight, but it does. Well, what if you, on February 3rd, said, yeah, back on January 22nd, uh, yeah, yeah, we had a meeting where Joe said, I did all the bad stuff. Sign me. Sign me. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Me. Uh, A lot more on the way. This will be a scandal, I'm sure. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.